The Story of Psychology, with your host, Professor Todd, based on the work of Dr. C. George Bore. Part 3, The 1800s, The Quotable Friedrich Nietzsche. On Madness. Madness is something rare in individuals, but in groups, parties, people, ages, it is the rule beyond good and evil. On Religion After coming into contact with a religious man, I always feel I must wash my hands. Ecce homo. The two great European narcotics, alcohol and Christianity. Twilight of the Idols. Even today, many educated people think that the victory of Christianity over Greek philosophy is a proof of the superior truth of the former. Although, in this case, it was only the coarser and more violent that conquered the more spiritual and delicate. So far as superior truth is concerned, it is enough to observe that the awakening sciences have allied themselves point by point with the philosophy of Epicurus, but point by point rejected Christianity. Human, all too human. The spiritualization of sensuality is called love. It is a great triumph over Christianity. Twilight of the Idols. On the self. Active, successful natures act, not according to the dictum, know thyself, but as if there hovered before them the commandment, will a self, and thou shalt become a self. Assorted opinions and maxims. He who cannot obey himself will be commanded. That is the nature of living creatures. Thus spoke Zarathustra. I assess the power of a will by how much resistance, pain, torture it endures, and knows how to turn to its advantage. The will to power. To exercise power costs effort and demands courage. That is why so many fail to assert rights to which they are perfectly entitled, because a right is a kind of power, but they are too lazy or too cowardly to exercise it. The virtues which cloak these faults are called patience and forbearance. The Wanderer and His Shadow On Death To die proudly when it is no longer possible to live proudly. Death of one's own free choice. Death at the proper time, with a clear head and with joyfulness. Consummated in the midst of children and witnesses, so that an actual leave-taking is possible, while he who is leaving is still there. Twilight of the Idols On Punishment Distrust everyone in whom the impulse to punish is powerful. Thus spoke Zarathustra. A strange thing, our kind of punishment. It does not cleanse the offender. It is no expiation. On the contrary, it defiles more than the offense itself. Daybreak. The will to power. What is good? All that heightens the feeling of power, the will to power, 
power itself in man, the Antichrist. Not necessity, not desire, no, the love of power is the demon of men. Let them have everything, health, food, a place to live, entertainment. They are and remain unhappy and low-spirited. For the demon waits and waits and it will be satisfied. Daybreak. My idea is that every specific body strives to become master over all space and to extend its force, its will to power, and to thrust back all that resists its extension. But it continually encounters similar efforts on the part of other bodies and ends by coming to an arrangement, union, with those of them that are sufficiently related to it. Thus they then conspire together for power, and the process goes on. The will to power. Anything which is a living and not a dying body will have to be an incarnate will to power. It will strive to grow, spread, seize, become predominant. Not from any morality or immorality, but because it is living, and because life simply is will to power. Exploitation belongs to the essence of what lives, as a basic organic function. It is a consequence of the will to power, which is, after all, the will to life, beyond good and evil. On Truth There are no facts, only interpretations. Daybreak. It is not things, but opinions about things that have absolutely no existence, which have so deranged mankind. Daybreak. Convictions are more dangerous enemies of truth than lies. Human, all too human. Extreme positions are not succeeded by moderate ones, but by contrary extreme positions. The will to power. Why does man not see things? He is himself standing in the way. He conceals things. Daybreak. Mystical explanations are considered deep. The truth is that they are not even superficial. The gay science. What are man's truths ultimately? Merely his irrefutable errors. The gay science. Over immense periods of time, the intellect produced nothing but errors. A few of these proved to be useful and helped to preserve the species, those who hit upon or inherited these had better luck in their struggle for themselves and their progeny. Such erroneous articles of faith include the following. That there are things, substances, bodies. That a thing is what it appears to be. That our will is free. That what is good for me is also good in itself. The Gay Science. Eternal Recurrence. Never yield to remorse, but at once tell yourself, remorse would simply mean adding to the first act of stupidity a second. The Wanderer and His Shadow. What if some day or night a demon were to steal after you into your loneliest loneliness and say to you, 
This life as you now live it and have lived it, you will have to live once more and innumerable times more. And there will be nothing new in it, but every pain and every joy and every thought and sigh and everything unutterably small or great in your life will have to return to you, all in the same succession and sequence. Even this spider and this moonlight between the trees, and even this moment and I myself. The eternal hourglass of existence is turned upside down again and again, and you with it, speck of dust. Would you not throw yourself down and gnash your teeth and curse the demon who spoke this? Or how well disposed would you have to become to yourself and to your life to crave nothing more fervently than this ultimate eternal confirmation and seal? The Gay Science The Bad Man Whoever has overthrown an existing law of custom has always first been accounted a bad man. But when, as did happen, the law could not afterwards be reinstated, and this fact was accepted, the predicate gradually changed. History treats almost exclusively of these bad men who subsequently became good men. Daybreak. I know my fate. One day, there will be associated with my name the recollection of something frightful, of a crisis like no other before on earth, of the profoundest collision of conscience, of a decision evoked against everything that until then had been believed in, demanded, sanctified. I am not a man. I am dynamite. Eka Homo. Thus spoke Zarathustra, a selection. Nietzsche's masterpiece, Thus Spake Zarathustra, is the story of a sage who has been living on a mountain contemplating the fate of mankind for many years. When he feels he has some answers to share, he comes down and attempts to preach. First, he discovers, in the marketplace, that there doesn't seem to be anyone who wants to hear what he has to say. He realizes that he has come down from the mountain too soon, that the people his message was for, the higher men, simply don't exist yet. Nevertheless, he gives us this speech. As you listen to it, keep in mind that what he is preaching is not intended for the ordinary people of today, but for a better people of the future. Some of it seems harsh, even negative, but the message is one we can recognize and sympathize with. We should avoid getting sucked into the conventional, restrained, even shriveled lives of the ordinary, mediocre people around us, but instead strive to realize our fullest potentials. When I came to men for the first time, then did I commit the hermit's folly, the great folly. I appeared in the marketplace. And when I spoke to all, I spoke to none. In the evening, however, rope dancers were my companions and corpses, and I myself almost a corpse. With the new morning, however, there came to me a new truth. Then did I learn to say, of what account to me are marketplace and crowd and crowd noise and long crowd ears? You higher men, learn this from me. 
In the marketplace, no one believes in higher men. But if you will speak there, very well. The crowd, however, sputters, We are all equal. You higher men? So sputters the crowd. There are no higher men. We are all equal. Man is man before God. We are all equal. Before God? Now, however, this God has died. Before the crowd, however, we will not be equal. You higher men, go away from the marketplace. You higher men, this God was your greatest danger. Only since he lay in the grave have you again arisen. Only now comes the great noontide. Only now does the higher man become master. Have you understood this word, my brothers? You are frightened. Do your hearts turn giddy? Does the abyss here yawn for you? Does the hellhound here yelp at you? Well, take heart, you higher men. Only now does the mountain of the human future begin to work. God has died. Now we desire that the Superman live. The most careful ask today, how is man to be maintained? I, Zarathustra, ask, as the first and only one, how is man to be surpassed? The Superman I have at heart, that is the first and only thing to me, and not man, not the neighbor, not the poorest, not the sorriest, not the best. Oh, my brothers, what I can love in man is that he has an overcoming and downgoing. And also in you there is much that makes me love and hope. In that you have despised, you higher men, that makes me hope. For the great despisers are the great reverers. In that you have despaired, there is much to honor. For you have not learned to submit yourselves. You have not learned petty policy. For today, the petty people have become master. They all preach submission and humility and policy and diligence and consideration and the long etc. of petty virtues. Whatever is of the effeminate type, whatever originates from the servile type, and especially the crowd mishmash, that is what wishes now to be master of all human destiny. Oh, disgust, disgust, disgust. They ask and ask and never tire of asking, how is man to maintain himself best, longest, most pleasantly? Thereby are they the masters of today. These masters of today surpass them, O oh my brothers. These petty people, they are the Superman's greatest danger. Surpass, you higher men, the petty virtues, the petty policy, the sand grain considerateness, the anthill politeness, the pitiable comfortableness, the happiness of the greatest number. And rather despair than submit yourselves. And verily, I love you, because you do not know how to live today, you higher men. For thus do you live best. 
Do not will anything beyond your power. There is a bad falseness in those who will beyond their power, especially when they will great things, for they awaken distrust in great things, these subtle false coiners and stage players, until at last they are false toward themselves, squint-eyed, pale cankers glossed over with strong words, parade virtues and brilliant false deeds. Take good care there, you higher men, for nothing is more precious to me and rarer than honesty. Have a good distrust today, you higher men, you inhearted ones, you open-hearted ones, and keep your reasons secret, for this today is of the crowd. What the crowd once learned to believe without reason, who could refute it to them by means of reason? And on the marketplace one convinces with grand gestures, but reason makes the crowd distrustful. And when truth occasionally triumphs there, then ask yourselves with good distrust, what strong error has fought for it? Be on your guard also against the intellectuals. They hate you because they are unproductive. They have cold, withered eyes before which every bird is unplumed. Such persons brag about not lying. But the inability to lie is still far from being love of truth. Be on your guard. Freedom from fever is still far from being knowledge. Icy spirits I do not believe in. He who cannot lie does not know what truth is. Be not virtuous beyond your powers, and seek nothing from yourself opposed to probability. Walk in the footsteps in which your father's virtue has already walked. How will you rise high if your father's will does not rise with you? He, however, who would be a firstling, let him take care lest he also becomes a lastling. And where the vices of your father are, there should you not set yourself up as saints. He whose fathers were inclined to women and to strong wine and flesh of the wild boar, what would it be if he demanded chastity of himself? A folly it would be. Rather, it seems to me, that he should be the husband of one or of two or of three women. And if he founded monasteries and inscribed over their portals the way to holiness, I should still say, What good is it? It is a new folly. He has founded for himself a penance house, a refuge house. Much good may it do, but I do not believe in it. In solitude there grows what one brings into it, including the brute in one's own nature. Thus is solitude inadvisable to many. Has there ever been anything filthier on earth than the saints of the wilderness? Around them was not only the devil loose, but also the swine. Shy, ashamed, awkward, like the tiger whose spring has failed. Thus, you higher men, have I often seen slink aside, a cast which you made has failed. 
but what does it matter? You dice players, have you not learned to play and joke as one must play and joke? Do we not ever sit at a great table of joking and playing? And if great things have been a failure with you, have you yourselves therefore been a failure? And if you yourselves have been a failure, has man therefore been a failure? If man, however, has been a failure, well then, never mind. The higher its type, always the less often does a thing succeed. You higher men here, have you not all been failures? Be of good cheer. What does it matter? How much is still possible? Learn to laugh at yourselves, as you ought to laugh. What wonder even that you have failed and only half succeeded, you half-shattered ones? Does not man's future strive and struggle within you? Man's furthest, profoundest, star-highest issues, his prodigious powers, do not all of these foam through one another in your cup? What wonder that many a cup shatters. Learn to laugh at yourself as you ought to laugh, you higher men. Oh, how much is still possible. And verily, how much has already succeeded. How rich is this earth in small, good, perfect things, in well-constituted things. Set around you small, good, perfect things, you higher men. Their golden maturity heals the heart. The perfect teaches one to hope. Be like the wind when it rushes forth from its mountain caves. To its own piping will it dance. The seas tremble and leap under its footsteps. That which gives wings to assess, that which milks the lioness, praised be that good, unruly spirit which comes like a hurricane to all the present and to all the crowd. That which is hostile to thistle-heads and puzzle-heads and to all withered leaves and weeds, praised be this wild, good, free spirit of the storm, which dances upon swamps and afflictions as upon meadows. That which hates the consumptive crowd dogs with their ill-constituted sullen brood, Praised be this spirit of all free spirits, the laughing storm, which blows dust into the eyes of all the dark-sided and melancholic. You higher men, the worst thing in you is that you have, none of you, learned to dance as you ought to dance, to dance beyond yourselves. What does it matter that you have failed? How many good things are still possible? So learn to laugh beyond yourselves. Lift up your hearts, you good dancers. High, higher! And do not forget good laughter. The crown of this laughter, this rose-garland crown, to you, my brothers, do I cast this crown. Laughing have I consecrated. You, higher men, learn, I pray you, to laugh. Laugh.